And the first house that Sarah and I lived in after we were married, there was this plant, this vine that was the Superman of vines. It was there in the yard, and it was like an octopus times 50. I would wade into it with clippers, and its tentacles would cling to my ankles, and I would start hacking away at it, I would start clipping it, I would be insulting it, and nothing I could do seemed to make any difference. It would grow back as fast as I could cut it. And there it was, all intertwined, all interconnected. You couldn't tell where it started and where it ended. And I can remember saying to Sarah after a few of these struggles, I think a little ground cover would look good there, don't you? <laughs> this supervine is the type of image that Jesus is uh, getting to in this gospel passage from the 15th chapter of John this morning. Jesus wants us to have this sort of image in our mind when he talks to his followers and talks to us about what we, you and I, need to be like. This is the type of togetherness, this is the type of connectedness Jesus is calling us to be about as the body of Christ, as the church today. Can you picture this type of vine he's talking about? With branches that show their growth through the power of the central vine from which all of them grow. Think of it, who's able to survive better in this life? The person who is by themselves, that plant all by itself in the midst of a big field? Or those who are involved in a place that helps to keep them safe, where they feel surrounded by comfort and by love and by care? This is how we flourish as the church together, through this covenant that we have with one another and fundamentally through this covenant that God has with each of us through Christ. Do you feel rooted in Jesus. This is the question that Jesus puts before us today. This is what Jesus wants us to think about today. Do, where do we put our roots? Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who abide in me, I abide in them and they bear much fruit. And apart from me, you can do nothing. That doesn't seem to, not much wiggle room there, right? Apart from me, you can do nothing. He's getting across that I, he is, that God is the lifeblood of all we do, like that central vine of a spreading plant. It's through Jesus that we gain what we need to sustain ourselves, to grow and to survive and to thrive. The way we feel that incarnate love of God coming alive in us is how we find abundance in life. And as anyone knows who, during the course of their life, has felt detached from that spiritual center, you know that this is how burnout happens. You know this is how we begin to wilt under the strain of trying to rely only on ourselves for all that we need. 
when we aren't rooted in, when we aren't connected fully to that source of hope and of love and of care for us, how can we offer to others what they need when we can't feel it ourselves? Abide in me. Live in me. Jesus calls out to each of us as I abide in you, and you can face whatever life throws at you. And you can help others face whatever life throws at them. This is the promise, this is the covenant that God makes with us through Jesus. The question is, what do we need to do to grow within this intimate connection that God offers to us in Jesus Christ. You know, children are sort of like sprouts. They're, they're, they're springing forth, starting their life. But what do we more uh, well-grown plants do? Uh, do we have pruning that we need to do in our life? Do we have attitudes or perspectives or past actions that we need to be rid of in order for us to be more healthy in our connection with God and more healthy in our connection with each other. The point Jesus is making is that God literally lives in us. And that is the gospel promise and the gospel truth. No matter who we are, no matter who you are, We are all needed. And we are all here to offer something to the body of Christ, to offer something to this vine that we're part of. I remember a number of years back a story I heard about Stacy King. Stacy King was a basketball player who played on the Chicago Bulls with Michael Jordan. And I can remember hearing him interviewed once. Uh, after a game where he scored one point in a game and Michael Jordan scored 69 points in the game. And Stacy King was asked uh, how he felt about the game and he said, I'll always remember this game as the game that Michael Jordan and I combined for 70 points. <laughs> some nights, uh, some days, we may need to depend on others for more than we can give. Maybe you feel those sorts of days. But our day will come. Each of us are needed in this team that we're on. We each have a point to make. We all have something to give. Church happens through each of us deciding that we are more than just about our own individual concerns, that we are more than just consumers, more than just about having our own private needs being met, that there is something greater than ourselves that binds us together, that connects us all, and leads us to be able to be more together than we could ever hope to be alone. We're all needed to make that happen. 
And don't you know people in your life that need that feeling of connection as well? That need that sense of community, that need that sense of support in their life? I'm sure, I I don't have to say I bet you know those people. I'm a good Methodist. I know you know those people in your life that need that sense of connection and community that hopefully you feel within this place and hopefully you offer within this place. This is part of the good news that we have to share with people, that we're called to share with people. Who doesn't, like Paul wrote to the church in to the Colossians, who doesn't want their hearts to be encouraged and united in love so that they may have all the riches of assured understanding. Because our world can seem, our lives can seem pretty confusing at times, pretty unsettled at times. We need that sense of blessed assurance. We need to know that there's a God and a people of God who care about us And the church needs to proclaim that, that needs to show that in all that it does. Not only for the folks who happen to wander in here, within these walls, we need to show that to each other as well. But we need to show it as representatives, as ambassadors, going from this place. We need to not be afraid to let others know what we feel as a part of this body of Christ, of this family of God. Because this is an isolating, lonely world. People need to know that they're part of something greater than themselves. And they need to know that they can offer something to that greater thing. We are people not joined at the hip. We're people joined at the Christ. Just like the leaves on the branches of a vine that receive their energy from the sun, we need to unfold ourselves before God and feel that light that shines on us in the Son of God and be energized by that power in our lives. Have you ever noticed how plants track the sun? On the route that Sarah and I take in the morning, we walk our dog every morning uh, along one point in Linnean Street last year, and I hope this year again, there was this group of sunflowers that grew so tall. And every time you passed those sunflowers, you could see those sunflowers almost leaning toward the sun, facing, turning their faces to the sun. This year, when you go on your walks, look for those flowers. In the same way, we need to be always moving in the direction that Jesus calls us, leaning toward the light of Christ, bending our hearts and our minds to the goodness of God that offers to brighten our lives, feeling rooted and strong and connected with others in a living, organic alive body of Christ. I want you to go outside after the service. Now remember, I was writing this on those beautiful days, Thursday and Friday. So I'm not sure what it's out like out now, but it still works. Go outside after this service. 
And I want you to look around at the trees and the plants and the flowers that are growing like crazy around us now. Nothing can stop them because despite what we might have thought at the beginning of the spring, God was at work. And God is at work. Nourishing God's creation with the sun and the warmth. And the good news is that God is at work in you and in me. Even if you're like the spring, sometimes taking a little while to get going, God is at work in you. Whether you're young or not so young, whether you're just a sprout or a whole mass of entangled person, God is at work in you to bring real meaning in your life and hope and love and purpose. The only question is, can you feel it? Will you acknowledge it? Will you believe that the incarnate love of God is alive in you? God wants you to believe. And in that belief, lean toward the light of Christ that can warm your heart and guide your path can nourish and nurture your life. Might not be as strong as you wish it would be, but it is there. And we as a church are going to help you nurture that feeling and are going to help you nourish that feeling. And you as a person, as a part of this church, are going to do some nurturing and nourishing as well. Because we are part of this wonderful connection, a growing body of Christ looking to move into its new creation. No matter who you are, you are a part of this connection and you will flourish and you will grow And you will bear fruit because you will help us flourish. You will help us grow. And you will help us bear fruit as we share together rooted in the love of God. Looking to bear fruits so that others can see and believe that God is alive in them. That they are connected because they're connected through you. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we rejoice in the firmness of our foundation. We thank you for the gift of your love implanted within us. For those who are a part of this community that look at us with eyes that remind us who we are and who we are called to be. For a faith 
that invites us to lean and to grow, to flourish in the light of a Savior. For a promise of good news of great joy that rises up not only as a part of our history, but which rises up in us today so that we can rise up, not only as individuals, but as a people and as a world. We pray these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. Now let's sing together on page 2076. It might be a new hymn, but it's a familiar tune. 2076, O Blessed Spring, in the faith we sing hymn book.